We're headed to the phone line where Director of Fiscal and Economic Research at the Illinois Policy Institute, Mr. Bryce Hill, is back on the program to talk about a number that, quite frankly, shocked me when I saw it. Hi, Bryce. Hey, Fawn. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Um, A lot of people go to college. Um, They choose majors that just really are not smart moves for, I guess, future careers, and I'm hoping that that's what this study showed, but... When I saw that 44% of Chicago adults are living in poverty, uh, who live in poverty, went to college, that shocked me a little bit. Yeah, it shocked me too. And it's uh, it's a number that, you know, anybody, any politician, any public official who you hear and says that they are concerned about poverty, it's a group that virtually nobody pays attention to, but it's one that we need to start paying attention to because when we learn that 44% of the people who are living in poverty in Chicago, which that population, uh, Chicago's poverty population is nearly half a million people. So when we talk about 44%, we're talking about a large, large share uh, of individuals. Um, you know, it, it requires some reexamination of, well, you know, what are we offering as a city in terms of employment opportunities? What are we doing as a, as a society in terms of uh, college education? What What are we offering students in exchange for taking on massive amounts of debt in exchange for, um, you know, uh, coming out of college and then having no guarantee of getting a job. So uh, it was quite frankly shocking to me as well to learn that nearly half of the people who are living in poverty in Chicago uh, have some form of of college experience. That's more than the national average. Um, And even though on an individual level, your likelihood of living in poverty declines with every additional level of education you have, it's because we're sending so many people to, to college these days, uh, and likely a lot of them are, are getting degrees that just don't have a great earning potential when they get out or, or a degree is unnecessary, uh, combined with the fact that employment outcomes in Chicago are, are less than ideal compared to other major cities, that these people can't find jobs. Uh, that's the reason why we're seeing such a large number of college-educated Chicagoans still living in poverty. That's so sad to me. And did you break it down into what area of study they were in, or was it just an overall percentage? So right now we've just looked at overall. This is actually part of a a larger effort that we've just begun uh, to study poverty in in Illinois. We we launched the Center for Poverty Solutions recently. This first major report just was a big demographic analysis of all kinds of things. Um, another major revelation was that, you know, the city is facing a 17% poverty rate. That's higher than 60 years ago when the war on poverty began. Um, but today in Chicago, if you secure full-time employment, that number falls from 17% to 2%. Uh, so uh, we also looked at, you know, some potential ways to solve the poverty crisis, and that's going to be a big area of future research for us is how to bring these uh nearly half a million Chicagoans and, and provide them a hand up and a road to self-sufficiency. And I think we all can understand and intuitively now that starts with a job and the numbers support that. All right. So 
you know, Biden's going against the Supreme Court. I'm sure you heard about it. He's trying to find another way to slide through $9 billion worth of paying off other people's school loans. The man just does not believe that my money is mine and your money is yours and that it's his and he can spend it any way he sees fit. I, I don't know how you can go against the Supreme Court and continue to slither and snake your way through the grass. I think someone else is doing it for him because I don't think he's all there. But they're they're continuously trying to do this pay off student loan debt and i get it it's because a lot of the people who went to school can't pay their school loans because they can't find jobs but yet they're not willing to do the jobs that are available because they think they're beneath them is that part of the problem well i think that's part of the problem and then also on the student loan level it's it's not addressing uh the core problem of that either so not only is it asking essentially for those who didn't go to college and take on that debt to pay for those that did, um, which those that did typically have higher earning potentials, have higher incomes across the board, not all of them, but many of them. Um, so it's a tra- wealth transfer from uh, the less wealthy to the more wealthy, actually. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, it's not addressing any of the incentives that we've created over the past 30, 40, 50 years uh, when it comes to college funding with the federal government guaranteeing uh, student loans to a large percentage of the population, encouraging many people to go to college, but then uh, not having an economy that would support uh, employment when they get out and left leaving. Uh, many students straddled with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans because when they guaranteed uh, loans for for students, colleges were able to raise the price. So it's really uh, kind of colleges and the government working together to increase those prices. Uh, there's nothing to be done for that. That would actually get worse under student loan forgiveness with, without doing anything to address those incentives because why shouldn't colleges just raise prices even more when uh, students can afford to pay them? And if they can't, the government will just come in and bail them out. So they could expect to do the same again. It's not It's not solving any of that. No. Uh, so it's, it's not a solution. Um, it's not going to help the poverty situation that we're talking about here. Just all around, uh, it's a, a short-sighted, very political idea. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's not going to fix anything for anybody. It's just going to cost those of us who couldn't afford to go to school when we were young to have to pay for the, for the you know, contracts of, that somebody else signed it just is it the I hate to use the word it's not fair, but it really isn't because I didn't get to go because I couldn't afford it. And now somebody who chose to go who got the degree, I'm supposed to help pay for theirs. That doesn't make sense to me in any way, shape or form. But anyway, um, if you if you broke it down into have you looked at the entire state or is it just just the um, Chicago area that you were looking for? Right now, we only look at the city of Chicago. That's where the, the bulk of, of the impoverished population is. Uh, there's also quite a distinction between you know, solution sets that are going to be applicable for uh, urban poverty versus poverty in more rural areas of the state. Uh, so we want to give dedicated attention to each of those, and we just haven't, haven't had the chance yet to, to look at other communities. Okay. Are, are you planning on it? That's definitely going to be something that we're going to be looking into in the future. Um, this is going to be a very big topic for us. I think it's one of the most important issues facing the state and the country, truly. Um, we've spent more than $12 trillion 
nationally fighting the war on poverty, and yet poverty rates have been virtually unchanged for decades. Uh, somebody needs to step in and offer some some actionable, different solutions, and so that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and I mean, when we say they've gone to college, we mean they have advanced education. So they might need to move. I'm just saying. They might need to if they want to find good employment, but some people don't want to relocate. Bryce Hill is Director of Fiscal and Economic Research at the Illinois Policy Institute. Where do they go to read about this report and many others? IllinoisPolicy.org. You can find that all there. You can find us at Illinois Policy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can see that and much, much more. All right. Thank you, Bryce, for joining me this morning. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye.